Hi, this is Bennett Tomlin with the Scientific Nutrition Update, the workday show where in five to ten minutes I give you my thoughts on something new or interesting in the world of health, fitness, or nutrition. For today's episode, I'm going to talk about a request from Dino Tessagianis of T Nutrition. If you would like to request an episode or ask me a question, send me a voice message on Anchor or send me an email at signnutrient at gmail.com. So Dino's question was about whether or not arginine precursors such as sertraline may help with recovery by interacting with macrophages. Just a warning, we're diving deeper into biochemistry than normal. And this gets a little more complicated than most of my episodes, but I thought it was fascinating when I was researching it, so you may enjoy it. So we're going to need to define some of these terms to make this episode make any sense at all. First of all, macrophages. They are large phagocytic cells that help modulate inflammation. They can be both anti-inflammatory and pro-inflammatory, and as such have been indicated as an important modulator of muscular recovery. Now it's important to remember that muscular recovery requires a certain degree of inflammation, and this is likely why anti-inflammatories like Advil, ibuprofen, seem to reduce muscular growth. However, when the inflammation passes a certain point, then it becomes counterproductive, so macrophages are an important regulator of this balance. However, these are some of the most complex interactions I've seen with a huge number of regulators, including feedback inhibition and more. I'm going to do my best to summarize what I've learned, but I still feel like I haven't fully cracked this. So if you know anything more about this, please email me at sidenutrient at gmail.com. I would appreciate the help. So now arginine. Remember, it's an um, amino acid, semi-essential, meaning our body can synthesize it, but we do get a good portion of it from our diet. So what's the answer to his question? It's complicated. First of all, there's a specific reason that he asked about arginine precursors instead of just arginine supplementation. Oral arginine supplementation has been pushed by some less than scrupulous supplement companies for its potential benefit to increase nitric oxide levels, which would therefore increase blood flow to the muscles. However, oral supplementation of arginine is functionally worthless. The doses required to see a measurable change tend to cause intense gastrointestinal distress. Obviously, this is counterproductive, so that's why he asked about arginine precursors instead, hoping that after they were converted to arginine, they would increase the arginine levels and therefore be able to interact with the macrophages in a way that could promote recovery. So there's a couple of things we need to look at to analyze that, including how these precursors are broken down, and then at what levels of both the precursor and arginine itself have on macrophages. So I'm going to be looking specifically at sertraline, which is an arginine precursor. There's other ones, but I only really have time in this episode to focus on a single one, so I picked that one. It's primarily, so it's part of the urea cycle, and through the urea cycle, it can influence levels of plasma arginine. It's not a common dietary amino acid, being found primarily in watermelon, so most normally it's produced in your body from either arginine or from glutamine. In the urea cycle, normally arginine is converted to ornithine and then subsequently to citrulline. The final part of this cycle, and what matters to us here, is that citrulline can bind with aspartate, which is then degraded to arginine. So, we could expect supplementation of citrulline to be able to increase levels of arginine through the urea cycle. What makes this even more interesting is citrulline can be converted to arginine as part of the nitric oxide cycle as well, through the same binding with um aspartate. Now I'll explain why this is important when we get back to our discussion of macrophages. Just talk that knowledge away for now. 
So, before I return to the macrophages, which are one of the proposed mechanisms, I wanted to get an idea for what the literature actually suggested about the underlying question here. Namely, can precursors such as sertraline be valuable in muscular recovery? Short answer, it seems like yes, though it likely needs more investigation. There was a study done on 41 trained men that looked at whether sertraline could help with muscular performance and soreness. What they found was that those in the sertraline group had significantly lower soreness at both 24 and 48 hours and significantly more repetitions performed. The way the study was done was that the subjects had to do 8 total sets at 80% of their predetermined 1 repetition max for bench press. From the third set through the A set, the group that was supplementing with citrulline did significantly more repetitions. And by the A set, the group that got citrulline was doing twice as many reps as the placebo group. Though that's not super meaningful because the number of reps had decreased pretty significantly by then. And the group that was supplementing with sertraline, as I said already, had significantly lower soreness both at 24 hours and 48 hours. These results suggest to me that citrulline may not just be valuable in recovery, but also in anaerobic performance. This is kind of a big deal because many much-marketed supplements fail to show this kind of improvement. So now that we know it can work, we need to turn our attention back to macrophages to determine whether or not that is the likely mechanism. And this is where things get really kind of complicated because we have a couple competing biochemistry pathways in play here. Citrulline by itself in macrophages seems to inhibit arginase activity, which is part of the urea acid cycle and would normally convert arginine to ornithine. So citrulline definitely can interact and change pathways in these macrophages. The question then becomes whether this supplementation modifies, modifies the pathways in a way that promotes recovery. To this, I kind of have to shrug my shoulders and say, probably... We see the evidence in the literature that seems to suggest that in practical applications, citrulline does help. But looking at these pathways in specific, it's hard to determine, especially since muscular recovery is such a complicated process, requiring both inflammation and anti-inflammation at different points. However, it is important to note that for recovery, the macrophages seem to, as needed, utilize either the urea cycle or the nitric oxide synthase pathway. And so supplementation of citrulline, which increases the amount of arginine available for this, to me seems as though it could reasonably assist macrophagic-based muscular recovery. I'm optimistic about the potential of citrulline for a couple of reasons. First of all, we can go back to arginine. When arginine is in injected, it's been indicated as potentially useful for accelerating wound healing and increasing blood flow. Now, the increasing blood flow is especially interesting here because that by itself can also help promote recovery by bringing needed nutrients to the muscles. And so the way we increase the blood flow is actually through the nitric oxide cycle, arginine being converted through nitric oxide synthase into citrulline. So what's actually happening here, possibly, is that arginine or citrulline is converted to arginine through the normal urea cycle, and then this arginine in the macrophages is going through nitric oxide synthase and forming the nitric oxide to increasing blood flow, which is further helping recovery. Now, obviously, that's a speculative mechanism, but it makes intuitive sense to me. 
Now, we also have one relatively well-done study suggesting that citrulline can reduce soreness and improve performance, which again suggests to me that's having what I like to call a real effect. I make the distinction of a real effect because some nutraceutical companies and people peddling certain diets can get too bogged down in certain pathways and miss the forest for the trees. I always like to start with the pathways, but without confirmation from a study that showed the actual effect, I get very nervous. Finally, as to whether or not this process is mediated, at least in part, by macrophages, all I can say is most likely yes. We know for a fact that levels of both arginine and citrulline in these cells interact with metabolic pathways in them, and that, they, and that these cells as a whole are important for recovery. Combining these pieces of information suggests to me that macrophages are likely at least part of the story of how citrulline could increase recovery. Now, I focused only on citrulline here rather than, say, ornithine for two reasons. One, citrulline was a little bit better studied, and two, I only really had time to focus on one precursor in this episode. Remember, I'm not fully convinced that I understand this or got this all the way right, so I welcome any and all input. Please feel free to send me an email if you think I made a mistake or you think you know more about this. I would love to learn more about it because this was a really interesting interplay. Also, I want to make sure you guys realize that often you guys are learning this stuff right alongside me, especially in this one. Many of these episodes, I know very little about the topic until I do my research. It takes me two to three to four hours to prep each five to ten minute episode. If you'd like your own questions answered, then send me a voice message on Anchor or shoot me an email at cynutrient at gmail.com. If you learned something new in this episode, please consider it sharing with a friend. And thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you, Dino, for giving me this really interesting project. Please remember, you can always find show notes for this episode and others at scinutrient.com forward slash podcast. That's scinutrient.com forward slash podcast. If you find any great journal articles on anything you think I might find interesting, email them to me at scinutrient at gmail.com. If you have any other questions, send me a voice message on Anchor, and I'll try to answer them on this podcast for you. If you want to learn more about intermittent fasting, consider checking out my book, The Optimized Guide to Intermittent Fasting. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps more than you know. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, live long, live healthy, but most of all, live happy. Oh, thank you.